Hey folks, uh, welcome back to Spooky Appalachia. I'm your host, Jimmy. Um, this week we have my buddy, Best Virginian on. Hey, how's it going? Great. We hadn't had you, we hadn't done a collab in a while, have we? It, it's been probably five or six months, yeah. Wow. Wow. Time just flies, doesn't it? I feel like I still, you know, I talk to you all the time. It's just, we hadn't, was it when we went to Flatwoods? Rackson no, County? I think did we did something, something after that, but I can't remember right off what it was. Oh, you may have came on and we did like a story or reaction video or something, right? Uh, yeah, we, we did the one UFO reaction. I think uh, we did the special on... The like uh, three or four stories of Flatwoods Monster, yeah. Yes, that was cool. So definitely check that out if you hadn't. And Best Virginian's channel, the Best Virginian. Congrats on a thousand subscribers! By thank the way, thank you, thank you. It 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 was an uphill battle for a long time, dude. I was sharing you out, telling people subscribe, subscribe, like crazy. But we got you there. Now we just gotta both get monetized. Yeah, I'm I'm probably about a third of the way there. I'm uh probably by the time I hit about thirty five hundred, I'll be close. I'm getting close. I'm not too far off, actually. I think I'm five hundred hours away or something like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I mean I, I it's kind of a bucket list thing for me. But uh, it it just be cool to hit hit it, you know. And I hear they advertise you more. After yeah, that. yeah. One once you have uh, a certain size and certain number, then especially if you're putting over the time that they can put a certain amount of ads per video, that that's when they really start oh, pushing cool. you. So. Well, anyways, we should probably uh, get into this story. It's a it's a really cool one. I we talked about it a little bit. I mean, it's famous where I'm at, and it's famous where you're at too. I believe it's in a lot of books for sure. A lot, lot of West Virginia folklore and ghost orcs, yeah. And it's famous because supposedly it's the uh, the one. The the only trial in um, West Virginia history that uh, a ghost testimony was uh, used in court. That's what that's what they that's what you always hear. But we'll get into that. We'll more we'll get into it, it afterwards. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. There's a lot of variations of this story, and uh, we're we're gonna try and. Uh, Go with what's we're gonna let you guys know first. What's the most common, the, kind of the gist and of it with the most common things that are out there. Um, and it's the story of the Greenbrier Ghost. Back so, in 1896, a young, beautiful woman of the age of 15 named Zana Heaster met a new man in town, Edward Shue. Edward was a tall, handsome, muscular man, and when the two met, it was love at first sight. 
Zana's parents did not approve of the relationship due to Edward's reputation. He had divorced his first wife, and his second wife had died in what was deemed an accident. Edward wasn't having none of this, and he convinced Zana to run away with him and get married. The couple then settled into a nice home of their own, and everything was sounding pretty much perfect for Zana, right? After two months, the couple had married and settled in. Edward had been working out of town. He sent a neighbor boy, Anderson Jones, to check on Zana. When the boy arrived, he found Zana dead at the bottom of the steps. Anderson went to get Edward for help. After arriving, Ed sent Anderson for a doctor. When Anderson arrived with the doctor, Edward had moved Zana upstairs to the bed and put her in a dress with a skull around her neck. Not really thinking anything of it at the time, the doctor declared she had died of natural causes. After an odd funeral where Edward wouldn't leave his deceased wife's side, Zana was buried in a family cemetery. After this, things began to get a bit weirder. Zana's mother, Mary Heaster, claimed the ghost of Zana had become visible had began visiting her. The spirit appeared to Mary four different times, each time revealing details only Zana would have known. Then on the final visit, Zana revealed to her mother that she had met her demise at the hands of her husband and that he had broken her neck. Then he used the dress and scarves to hide his crime. Mary was convinced by the ghost and immediately went to the sheriff. She somehow convinced him and some of the others to dig up and exhume Zana's body. When they did, it became clear real quick that the spirit was right. Autopsy was performed and proved that she had died of a broken neck. After this, there was a short court battle where Edward was convicted. He was sentenced to prison where he died a few years later during an epidemic. This case became very famous locally because it's one of the few cases where the testimony of a ghost helped solve a crime and convict a murderer. So that's that's the common stuff that I've heard the most. Is that about what you've heard the most, too? Yeah, that that's the common thread between all the different accounts and the ghost story versions, the kind of more court examination versions, and mm-hmm. kind of the urban legend stuff. That's pretty much the gist of it. Okay. So, um, some of this stuff, the way I wrote it... Uh, like the the let's see we'll go back towards the beginning um edward shoe um he he was married two times before previously i'm not sure if the family knew that and that's why they objected to it because i've heard that they didn't find that out until later but i've also heard that they objected to the the their their relationship because of that I don't yeah. know if you've heard both of those yourself. 
I I heard that part of it was because she was so young when they met. Oh yeah, she was fifteen. And yeah, he was in his thirties, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And okay. the other, um, I think they knew of the previous wife that died um, under mysterious circumstances, which even I've heard weird stories about like how she died. Yes, like in I one heard... account, she fell off a roof or a ladder uh-huh. or something weird like that. Like there's even several different accounts of how she died. Yeah, I heard one. Uh, he he forced her to go to work with him where he was doing masonry work. And she, uh, like a, 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 a big stone dropped off <laughs> and hit her in the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that was one I've, I've heard. And uh, yeah, I'd also heard about her falling off of a ladder. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard the, the one about the big stone. That one oh, was. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. And not, I haven't heard much about the first wife that he divorced, but had, I did hear he was abusive and physically. Yeah. And um, in in the book by Dennis Dietz, there is kind of more of a story about their relationship. Um, again, it seems to be a lot more the testimony of just local people that Mm -hmm. he was uh, very abusive to his first wife and that just a mob of them got together that knew about this and just one night in the middle of the winter just kidnapped him and threw him in a lake. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's... But the one thing about that first marriage is a lot of I couldn't figure out when she divorced him, if it was before he went to jail or after he That's was right. in he jail. To, yeah, he he spent a what was a it was a couple years in jail, wasn't it? One or two years? One or two years, supposedly for stealing a horse. That's which again, right. there's various back, accounts yeah. of what he was in there for. Yeah, back then, stealing a horse was a pretty serious crime. It it was. The equivalent because, of like Grand Theft Auto, yeah, yeah, because that's that's what people got uh, got around. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know what it's like today, what you get, but uh, you don't really hear about people steering stealing horses. It's more they they wander off and show up at somebody else's place nowadays. Yeah, yeah. but but and then his second wife. Well, yeah, we kind of went into. I had also heard that he was abusive with her too, and did he? I wonder if he got ran out of town due to the uh, mysterious death, or he left town due to that, or something, and showed up in this town. Honestly, it wouldn't sure. surprise me. Um, but it also seemed like in a lot of cases that. Anywhere he went, like, his family was kind of around. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he had some family members uh, near that area. But, again, that's mostly from uh, the Dennis Dietz book and another one. So, I'm not completely sure about that either. 
but then well, yeah like you and i talked about there are so many different variations and crazy tales about this that you know didn't that it's in one book or on one i haven't read about it a ton on on the internet i guess it's just mostly stuff i've heard about it i think i, hadn't, I guess i hadn't really looked it up that much but i've read about it and heard stuff um Oh, yeah, they got married very quickly, too, didn't they? Yeah, Two after months? only about a couple months, yeah. Ah, that's uh, Yeah, that was probably one of the biggest reasons the parents objected that in her age. Um, and then not after, I mean, not too long after they were married. So one thing I heard was uh, the, it doesn't make a lot of sense that he was out of town, working out of town, and somehow sending that boy was, was supposedly like uh, cleaned house for them or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, he somehow sent for her, him to go check on her. And he was out of, I don't know how far away out of town he was and how that could, that, that seemed a little weird, but yeah, uh, it, I think at the time he was working as like a blacksmith. So I don't know how far away he would have yeah. been, how far of a trip that would have been. But it seems like as soon as he found out, he made it back pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, that too. He, even he beat, got there like, before the doctor there. Yeah. So he might have just been a couple um, towns over, not super far away. Yeah. And, um, yeah, what people say happened was he, you know, strangled her pushed her down the steps or both no everything they they say she he strangled her i oh he made it look like she fell down the steps or something like that yeah took off yeah yeah and um sent for the boy and then he was he was kind of hovering over her the whole time the doctor exam examined her she was wearing completely different clothes and mm -hmm. a bunch of scarves he, he put a there. very like multiple scarves and stuff on her to kind of brace her neck. Mm -hmm. And then Dang. at the funeral, apparently he wouldn't let anyone too close to the casket. Yeah. And I even was... put like pillows on both sides of her neck. Ah, to keep her. Yeah. 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 Um, and apparently put like a super high collar dress on her, which again, um, Hit from the, the mom standpoint, a lot of people who just look at this from the 100%, the true crime aspect of it, that don't really believe the ghost story parts. They point at all those from like they, the mom probably knew and had her suspicions. Mm-hmm. And especially in a small town like that, everyone comes to funerals. Like, everyone in town comes to funerals, even if it's just for the meal afterwards. So, they probably, it was probably the talk of the town how, yeah, weird she was and acting. probably a lot of gossiping going on <laughs> yeah. about just how weird he was acting. Yeah. And, um, so after they bury her, um, is when, uh, I believe her name was Mary, the mother. Is that? Yeah, Mary Heaster. Okay. So at, she starts 
seeing the ghost of Zana. And she's the, I didn't put this down, but what I have heard a lot about was she was the only one that saw the ghost. Mm -hmm. And it only appeared to her at night. And, uh, you know, she starts talking about this and everybody's like, oh, it's just a dream, uh, you know, because of that. Appears to her at night, only her, which it could have been. Yeah. I mean, you know, she could have had all this stuff in her head, thinking about it from the funeral and how sketchy the whole situation was. and Just, just bring it up. the entire thing, yeah. I mean, when you've got stuff like that on your mind, you I mean, it makes its way into your dreams for sure. But it's definitely, uh, you know, from a paranormal perspective, a creepy, uh, creepy story. It always creeped me out just hearing about the the ghost. Uh, apparently, the ghost uh, visit her visited uh, Mary, the mother, and uh, would reveal or revealed uh, stuff only uh, Zana would have known. I don't know a lot of details about the the ghost showing up. I don't know if you do. Um, the story I was always told growing up is that like the ghost would show up, and I think it was the first couple times the ghost would show up and just tell like weird little details about things that had happened. And then the third or fourth time, like the ghost was starting to leave like it always did. And supposedly it just like rotated its head like 180 degrees. Oh, and gosh. It was like, he broke my neck and just disappeared. And the mom was like, Yeah, we, we all already knew that. Like, you didn't have to. <laughs> but that, that was a version I was always told, which uh -huh. I highly doubt that is accurate. <laughs> I've heard something. Yeah. Yeah. One I heard was uh, she pulled off the scarves. And it, it showed that her neck was broken, and then her her head kind of bobbed to the side when she took took off the scarf. Yeah, yeah, that's one I heard. That's kind of cool. How yeah, you, you? I mean, you live up uh, closer to like Pennsylvania, and I'm down here in southwest. You know, on the border of Virginia, West Virginia, and Southwest Virginia, and we. We've noticed a lot of the, these things we've heard that are very similar and just a little bit different, and yeah, it, just, it's really neat. It, I, I really like it. Um, so the next thing that there's there's a, a few different things about is the court case. Well, the the mother went. What I had down was the mother went to the sheriff and convinced him to dig her up. I'd also heard that her she told her son-in-law who convinced the sheriff. I mean, I could definitely see where a lot of different, uh, you know, where it, there's different variations on that. That's not a, I guess, not too much of a super important detail. Yeah, I I heard that she had been pestering the prosecuting attorney and the sheriff for like weeks on end and they went to the state coroner uh one of them went to the state coroner just to try and get like the official documentation 
about the autopsy and he was just like yeah i i wasn't actually able to get one because the husband was just so acting so crazy and defensive of the body and the sheriff was like oh crap now we're gonna have to pick her up like now we're gonna have to do it okay i could see that happen yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, the the coroner was just like oh yeah they're they're there is an autopsy report, but I straight up lied on that thing. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> I think back then, I think this stuff wasn't looked into quite as much as it is, does these days. Yeah. Because a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh, why didn't... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't think of... You know what I'm saying? These days, uh, you know, there's a murder. It's oh yeah, you know, it, it's, it's rarely ever and... dropped. And mm-hmm. back then, you know, people died more often back then. P- people died more often, and there was much. There was a bigger variety of like we've already talked about people falling down steps and dying, people falling off ladders and dying, people. Kicked by a horse. That's something that happened a lot back then. Kicked in the head by a horse. When when was the last time you heard of someone being killed by a giant stone landing on them? I mean... Uh, (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So definitely at that time, it was like, well, yeah, okay. She she probably fell down steps and died. Like, this is Mm -hmm. the fifth case of it this year. Yeah. Don't don't look into it too much. Yeah, that's why it wasn't it wasn't really looked into all that much. The doctor there probably just kind of shrugged it off just another day. Um, all right. So we talked about the, the convincing and the, all right. So the court battle, um, now I had heard, uh, yeah, a couple different things there that they used the ghost testimony, I heard they didn't use the ghost testimony. Um, and if you want to share what you heard, which definitely, I mean, that sounds legit to me. Yeah. So leading up to the court case during the discovery, because when they zoomed the body, they did find that she had in fact sustained trauma to the neck um, leading to her death. I, I believe there was a fracture in between two ligaments of the neck and spine, and then her windpipe was completely crushed. Uh-huh. Um, which was hear... it? I had heard that there were like uh, like finger marks around. Yeah, her neck. bruising. Oh, okay. um, with finger marks. I I don't know though. Because I don't know how long in between her death and when she was exhumed, and if yeah. those injuries would still be present. Yeah. Especially given the uh, advances in um, like pre- body preservation bombing since mm-hmm. that time period. Um, so I I heard about that. I don't know how true that is though. But supposedly during the discovery process, obviously these ghost stories, the whole town knew them. It was the gossip of the town. And the judge 
basically forbade the prosecution from bringing up the ghost stories. He did not want to deal with um, ghost stories and the supernatural and all this. <laughs> he wanted the case to be just the evident brought, evidence brought forth and nothing more, nothing less. And it was good evidence. It, 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 it was. Because <laughs> um, at that point it came out that his they already knew his first wife left them because of abuse. His second wife died under mysterious circumstances while he had been in the penitentiary, uh, possibly for stealing a horse. When he was initially arrested, he said that he just flat out told reporters that they did not have enough evidence to convict him of anything. And it's like, you're innocent. What evidence? <laughs> um, just very bad at um, making himself look bad. But the defense, really the only strategy they had in the case was to try and make the mother look like a nut job. Mm -hmm. that was just obsessed with this ghost and was just seeing hallucina hallucinations all the time. So they questioned her about the ghost because the judge didn't foresee the defense bringing, that up. bringing in the ghost because why would you do that? And uh, it, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he was found guilty. And it was pretty quick, too. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very short trial. And I believe he was sentenced to life at the penitentiary. I wasn't able to look it up or not. I believe this was during the time period when the death penalty was abolished in West Virginia. Hmm. Um, because of a that happened during a hanging where someone was decapitated. They banned wow. hanging. They hadn't adopted the electric chair yet. Yeah. So instead of being sparky. sentenced to death, he was uh, convicted to life, but then he ended up dying like four, I think four or five years later. Yeah. It wasn't that I... long. I heard that uh, there was a flu epidemic, and he mm -hmm. caught the flu and died. Yeah, it, I was it's... looking at the dates, and that is close. Yeah, eighteen ninety-six when this all happened wasn't too far from the uh, the flu. Uh, the 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 Spanish flu epidemic. Yes, the Spanish okay. flu. I was trying to yeah. think of the name of it. Yeah, that that hit the penitentiary and the asylum uh, both very hard. Um, I imagine so. I, I think they lost something like twenty percent of the inmates because it the uh, it mostly killed younger individuals. That oh, that's really? why it was so catastrophic during World War One. So a lot of the younger inmates, it, it just tore right through. Huh. I had not heard that. Well, that's that's really interesting. Um, so after all this, okay, so I had heard that there was a second Greenbrier ghost of a woman. I don't know anything about this. 
I had heard that uh, Zora Zana's ghost still shows up in Greenbrier, and that uh, I had heard something like in the '90s, some guy was living in that house, and he got some kind of evidence. I I don't know. It's just all rumors, really. I don't yeah. know if you had heard anything about ongoing stuff, but I would I would have thought after Edward was convicted, you know, her unfinished business was over with. But Yeah, a lot of stories I've read said that really after the fourth time, even before the trial, um, basically once they had exhumed the body, the haunting stopped. Um now it wouldn't surprise me if there were some like residual haunting later yeah. on, but yeah, it for for most of the stories and accounts I've heard, and it might just be because it's a nice little bow to put on the end of it that in the you know ghost of Zana was never seen in, but I, yes. I don't know if that's true or not. It, it's probably the closest thing to a happy ending you could actually uh -huh. put on a story like this. Yeah. Uh, it's a great story, you know. I've, I, I guess we've both been hearing it since we were kids. Really creepy too. Yeah, and it, it's definitely interesting all the little variations, and you, yeah. you can definitely tell that this is a story that's been told and retold, and little details changed kind of as it's been passed along from town to town, community to community, and. Really, at this point, generation to generation. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's a very old story at this point. It it still it still resonates with a lot of people because it's constantly being retold and brought up by both the paranormal communities and the true crime community. So it, it definitely has like staying power compared to a lot of other ghost stories. Well, we could add our own little twist and say that while in prison, they made Edward pick up trash off the uh, side of the interstate and somebody flicked a quarter at him and it killed Cut him. Cut him in half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's our little spin on it. <laughs> oh, And it, it's actually great. made its way into pop culture. Um, I think it? there was an episode of Drunk History where they talked about it. And for a while, there was a beer named uh, Zana's Revenge. Oh, really? That's neat. Yeah. I, I forget what company made it. I think it was the same one that did, like, the Mothman beer and the Braxy. Oh, that's cool. So. Well, I had heard of both of those. And, well, yeah. Yeah, that's, they're pretty famous. Well, folks, uh, we hope you have enjoyed this story and our discussion on it. Um, it's definitely a very interesting one. Who knows? Maybe we'll be able to revisit it with uh, some more different details or something one day in the future. But uh, thank you, Best Virginian, for coming on. If you Absolutely. haven't, yeah, definitely check out his channel, The Best Virginian. He does Best Virginia travel locations, history, and dives into the paranormal on occasion, too. But uh, also, um, thank you all. To, thank you to all my, yeah, I guess it's my Patreons now that it's a more of a solo channel. <laughs> uh, 
thank you, Patreons, Adam, Alvin, Brandon, Charles, Chris, Danielle, Donald, Jeff, Johnny, Jordan, Julia, Linda, Misty, Cheryl, Taylor, and our content creator, Patreon, Scott, who's an author. His link's in the description. Uh, Werewolf Radar Podcast. Great, funny, paranormal comedy podcast. Uh, and Jared King TV, who also does some great stories. Be sure to check those guys out. And thank you for tuning in. If you like this, make sure to like, subscribe, share it out, and all that jazz. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everyone.